0: at LuckyLandslots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions. Supply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire.
1: Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
2: He covers the Pittsburgh Steelers, does writing, podcasting, all that stuff for SB Nation behind the steel curtain. Michael Beck, what's going on, Mike?
3: Oh, having a good night. I'm super excited. Football, football's back. Uh, I couldn't be more excited about
2: that. I know. To let the listeners know, we're recording this Wednesday night, and it just without the preseason, it hasn't hit me as hard, but it's starting to hit me. It's like wow, we actually have like some regular season football to watch, but the, no preseason has has made it weird though this year. Yeah, I totally agree. The weirdest thing for me, what kind of made it hit home. Uh, I saw those,
3: uh, hashtag emojis came up on Twitter. I was like, Oh, that, that, that's a sign of football season right there. It's back. So I think, <laughs> I think it finally hit tonight. Uh, excited to, uh, watch the Thursday nighter. All
2: right. So the Steelers Mo- Monday night football, uh, you know, the past 16 years of our lives, this matchup has been big Ben versus Eli. Eli's gone. Um, but I want to start with uh, the question we're going to ask everybody this year because I think this is, like, one of the insights that we can't get. Who is somebody – like, who is the player on the Steelers? And it could be offense or defense. With that, as good as that defense is, it might be an offense. That Steelers fans that are just worried about, like, who, who is the starting player, but they're like, man, like, this is a guy we're worried about. Like, for the Giants, it would be Corey Ballantyne, who's their cornerback too. Who's, is, there, is there that guy for the Steelers?
3: You know what? There's a few ways I think I can go with this, but I I think the one thing I'm most worried about right now heading into this season is how the Steelers cover the slot corners uh, slash tight ends, especially if they're a big production guy. Uh, I think Evan Ingram could have a a big game. It it really, it really comes down to how the giants uh, call the game. Uh, If Vince Williams is on the field um, I I can think back to a couple years prior um, when the Steelers were playing the Los Angeles chargers in Pittsburgh uh, the chargers were just able to shift their offense around and get Keenan Allen one-on-one matchups with Vince Williams. I think Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen almost had the 200 yard game that that game and just, uh, completely feasted alive there. So the Steelers had Mark, uh, Mark Barron a year ago who took, took over that slot, uh, spot rather. He did a pretty good job, but, um, Without him there, that kind of role falls right back to Vince Williams, who's who's great in the run game. But uh, when it comes to pass defense, um, it'd be uh, it'd be better if they could uh, kind of sub him out and get uh, get uh, a, a younger guy like Ulysses Gilbert on the field. But if uh, if the Giants' play calling is on point and they uh, they uh, catch Vince Williams out on the field in passing situations, uh, I could see that being the, the weak point of the team.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've done. week one, you always do more homework, but I've done a little bit of homework for you guys. And obviously you guys have the, you know, um, TJ Watt and then follow behind Dupree and and Hayward and they get to the QB quick. And you got Minka who's covering over the top, but it's like that one little spot. And what's a really good defense. It's like, man, over the middle, like shallow over the middle. There's, there seems to be some holes that could be there. And I, I think, I think you're right. I think Ingram and Tate or whoever's in the slot should like, that's who, where the giants should go. Um, now, another question we'll ask everybody. Who's a guy that has emerged for you guys? Every team has it. Like, who's a guy throughout It's Without preseason, it's a little harder to answer this question. But who's a, a guy that has emerged? He doesn't even have to be a starter. But who's a guy that's emerged for Pittsburgh?
3: Now, the guy that's getting the most amount of love um, out of training camp, uh, you, you hear it from reports from all across uh, from the newspaper. To the TV side is uh, the Steelers' second-round pick, Chase Claypool, uh, oh, the man. big wide receiver out of Notre Dame. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's getting – I can honestly say over the course of my time uh, being a Steelers fan and even moving into covering the team, I, I couldn't tell you a rookie that's gotten more hype than Chase Claypool has in this training camp. Uh, it seems like every week um, they are uh, – or every practice, rather, he's had some sort of spectacular uh, reception in the end zone, jumping over guys, uh, mossing guys, if you will. Uh, so Chase Claypool is someone that I'm going to look out for to have a, a pretty big, uh, big year in year one. Uh, and if he, could be, uh, if he could be developing that kind of top receiver guy, it might let the Steelers uh, move on from uh, one Juju Smith-Schuster whose contract is uh, expiring at the end of the year. But if Chase Claypool can have a big year, I think uh, that, uh, that sways the Steelers uh, their, their entire season is uh, what he can do as that second-round pick.
2: So, since we're talking wide receivers, you mentioned Juju. Like I said, I'm not as plugged in with the Steelers. A lot of talk I heard from about Juju is like, oh, well, he's not a true number one. Obviously, you guys' QB play was, was suspect after Ben went down last year. What's the wide receiver room look like? Is it like – do you guys feel like Juju's the one? Hopefully, Claypool's a two over Johnson. Or is Claypool already, like, jumped over him as a number two?
3: So basically how the Steelers receiving core is kind of sh- going to shake out here. Uh, Deontay Johnson's going to be like the X wide receiver. Uh, Steelers will use that spot kind of as someone that runs the entire route tree. Uh, Deontay, he's one of those guys that runs routes super crisp. And uh, that kind of unfortunately gets him compared to Antonio Brown in a sense. And of course, Antonio Brown was one of the best receivers of, of a decade. Uh, and there's no way Deontay's ever going to reach heights of that level, but he runs really crisp routes that kind of uh, draw the comparison. So he's going to be the X um, and in the slot will be Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, the, the Z on the other side of the field, or Z rather, uh, sorry for the Canadian ease, but uh, no, the, the, you're the good. <laughs> Z receiver, um, James Washington uh, being the incumbent will uh, probably line up there, but uh, that spot's more of a take the top off the defense kind of role. Uh, and Chase Claypool, he, he's a four-four-two guy uh, at the combine. He's someone that uh, uh, slots in better there, so I, I could see him kind of uh, move into that role as the year goes on.
2: Yeah, Claypool's a guy that everybody fell in love. With. Like it was like going into the combine, it's like oh, he's going to play tight end, and then like you said, he just lit the combine up and then uh, really jumped off the radar. I think I, I think almost every team was hoping they could like get him second round, third round. So uh, I actually liked your guys draft a lot. Um, Well, even your your undrafted free agents. I really like Trajan Bandy. I know he made you guys practice squad. And then the surprising one, James Pierre out of FAU. I actually – I watched a little bit of him. I know this is off topic, but I just – I want to get some James Pierre love in it. And I was like, oh, man, like he could translate to safety. And it looked like he made your guys roster over Curtis Riley, who Giants fans um, know all too well.
3: Yeah. No, James Pierre, he had I think he's actually uh, more in the corner actually – um oh, really? he he really kind of credited joe hayden and steven nelson for taking uh for taking him under their wing uh and uh just really absorbed all the information he could uh to make this team uh he he did knock off some guys like abrion borders who has nfl experience and a, a few other names to uh, kind of uh, get that last corner spot on the roster uh steeler Safety's kind of uh that spot, especially depth wise, Curtis Riley seemed to be the, the primary uh, backup until the Steelers uh, brought back Sean Davis, who was cut from the, the Washington football team. Um, So he, uh, he kind of slots back into being the primary at both free and strong safety uh, role. He uh, both roles he played in the past. So that's kind of where the, that uh, death part in the secondary is shaken up.
2: Yeah. We, we saw Curtis made the initial 53 and then was cut the next day. We, we, as giants fans, were really hoping to see him. I mean, (laughs) The, there might, might like you know Giants have fans have some players they dislike. Curtis Riley might be like the king of that, where it's just everybody in the fan base gonna stand Curtis Riley. So we're we're hoping to get to see him and see some of his tackling, um, but we, we it looks like we won't get to see that. So let's I've been delaying it, Big Ben. Um, yeah. I think you guys could have been contenders last year if you just had average play, and then you look at Ben's last year. He, what he threw for like five thousand yards. Uh, um, with, with no preseason limited, like camp, uh, you know, uh, invites the camp for media and stuff. What's the vibe around big Ben? I mean, are you guys expecting like 4,000 to 5,000 yard big Ben or average Ben or is there like, is there any worry of a drop off
3: now? The vibe in camp right now is that, uh, his, his arm is as strong as ever, which is super positive coming off of tearing three tendons straight off his elbow. Um, and he's also thrown a really tight spiral, which is, uh, which is something that he hasn't been quite known for his entire career, but, um, his arm does look really good right now. Uh, that being said, it, he's, it's more than a, a year away from football. Uh, he only played a game and a half, uh, before, uh, tearing those ligaments. So we do kind of expect some sort of rust out of Ben. He's 38 years old. Uh, it, it might take some time for him to uh, potentially look like a 2018 Ben Roethlisberger, but um, if he could just play at 80% of what he was in 2018, the Steelers defense from a year ago really proved with some sort of competent quarterback play that uh, that they really could take that next step and at the very least be a playoff team.
2: Yeah, like, I, I mean, I can't say enough how much the Steelers defense impressed me. Um, and speaking minka, you guys traded for minka I saw I've watched a couple of games that look like he was primarily in like that that deep safety. I thought when he left Miami he'd play corner because I watched him play against Diggs and Thielen in Minnesota and he was like this guy's a shutdown corner in his rookie year how are, how are you guys using him this year? Is it just kind of strictly that free safety role or are you guys moving him around or what
3: now, there was chatter that uh, he would be more uh, more open to moving around on the defensive backfield uh, in uh, in his second year in Pittsburgh. But with the way the secondary kind of shaped up, they uh, they don't really need that from him. And it really sounds like he's going to be primarily playing that free safety spot. Uh, the corners, Joe Hayden uh, coming off a Pro Bowl year. Uh, Steven Nelson on the other side was one of the top-ranked PFF uh, corners uh, in man coverage a year ago. Same with Mike Hilton in the slot, so those kind of spots are pretty locked down. And he really isn't uh, like that—that that big time tackling guy, so you won't see him at strong safety all that much either, which uh, really fits uh, Terrell Ed- Edmonds, uh, the first round pick from twenty eighteen a whole lot better. So Minka Fitzpatrick, I think you're going to see him a lot uh, in the free safety spot. He might move around a little bit more uh, depending on how teams game plan it. Uh, if they try to cut the field in half and say, we're not throwing a Minka's side, I could see the Steelers get a little bit more creative because he is still a dynamic playmaker.
2: Right. So back to the quarterbacks, I, I want to kind of ask your opinion on this. What do you got? What is like Pittsburgh talking about? Like what, what are your thoughts as someone who like, you know, looks at the game as Daniel Jones and like, how do you guys plan to like, or do you think the Steelers should attack like Daniel Jones and, and the Giants' offense that is um not doesn't have high expectations, but also has like a lot of names on the roster, and then some you know some questionable stuff on the at right tackle.
3: Yeah the the which which is unfortunate because that right tackle spot uh, is going to see a whole lot of T J Watt. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> who, uh, he he's, he's set up. TJ Watt, he typically has a monster week one every single year of his career. Uh, he he broke in the NFL with the three sack interception game against Cleveland. Uh, it, it's just something in week one, he 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 comes out of the gate firing all, all cylinders out of training camp. The way that uh they're talking, he he looks as good as, as he ever has. Uh, and it, it was his best camp so far. So I think the Steelers' side is kind of licking their chops at the at the Giants' O-line, uh, Andrew Thomas being the, the first-round pick. Uh, just based on the way he plays football and uh, lining up against Bud Dupree and probably having to do it all one-on-one because of uh, T.J. Watt's ability to draw the double team, uh, right. Bud Dupree could also have a pretty big game because he is pretty good in the bull rush, and if there's one thing that uh, Andrew Thomas struggled a little bit with it at Georgia was kind of uh, – having a defender step right up into his chest, which is uh, the bread and butter of Bud Dupree's game, who is coming off 11 and a half sack year in his own right. And in that contract uh, franchise tag year. So uh, the Steelers uh, front seven, um, I think they, they really want to tee off and try to get the ball out of Daniel Jones's hand. And just uh, the more turnovers they can uh, create, uh, the more likely the Steelers are to, to win the game, obviously.
2: Right. Yeah. And What I love about Jones is his, like, willingness to go downfield, and I don't ever want to, like, take that away from him. But for this game, I am, like, banging the table, like, hey, get the ball out quick, stuff over the middle inside. Because, like you said, I mean, like, Thomas I'm not worried about. Like, he may struggle a little bit, but I'm not worried about Thomas just getting, like, dominated by Dupree. Um, Even though Dupree's a nice player, but he's just not on the level of Watt, obviously, where it is. Cam Fleming, I have worries about Cam Fleming against anybody – let alone TJ Watt, who you know could have been Defensive Player of the Year last year. So that's that's the worry we've been talking about running. You know, nineteen tight ends the entire game, the triple team TJ Watt. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see how that that rolls. Um, so this is the question I have because I I don't know what to think. Um, your running back group. How are you guys viewing that? Is is James Conner the bell cow? Or are you guys going to be by committee or what? What is that looking like
3: now? Mike Tomlin is press conference actually earlier today um, did say those exact words that James Conner would be the bell cow of the offense. Uh, And uh, the Steelers historically uh, have uh, played exactly just, just that, especially with James Conner in the backfield. Uh, They are carrying four running backs, which is kind of rare for them. Uh, They don't typically uh, take that many running backs into the season with them, but uh, Jalen Samuels right now is kind of slotting in at that four spot, but um, it's going to be mostly James Conner. Just until the the wheels run off, until they uh, they switch it over to Benny Snell. Um, it just kind of seems like an in, in inevitability that uh, James Conner at some point will probably feature some sort of injury. That's just kind of uh, something he's been uh, he's been uh, snake bitten with a little bit over his career. But the style of play the Steelers play and the the way he plays the game and plays the position, uh, he takes a lot of hits. So uh, he he usually is good for uh, about ten games, but. Um, uh, j- just the, the amount of uh, uh, big hits that he takes and uh, just the amount of touches he, he gets uh, banging up an ankle and he, a shoulder, it, it seems a uh, pretty common for him, but you're going to see a whole lot of James Conner until, uh, until he can't uh, physically go on the field.
2: Yeah. I think um, the way you guys view Conner is the way we are like Ingram. It's like, Hey, it's week one. We got him healthy. Use him. because later in the season, something always comes up. Uh, I'll finish it with this. I know DeCastro, it looks like he's going to be out for you guys, but, I mean, what's your O-line look like? Because, I mean, I know Villanueva is the left tackle, but, like, is there new starters? I mean, what, what's the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line looking like for week one? So,
3: for this week, uh, the starting lineup, uh, right tackle was just finally announced. There was a, there was a battle at the right tackle spot between uh, Chukwuma, Korafor, and Zach Banner. Zach Banner won the spot. It was officially announced today by Mike Tomlin. Um, he was a third-round pick of the Indianapolis Colts a few years back. Uh, he got cut uh, in his first camp as a third-round pick. He, he, one of those rare guys that didn't make it, but finally uh, made it made it all the way around to Pittsburgh, where he kind of became a fan favorite last year as a, uh, the tight end eligible player. Uh, he's earning that uh, that tackle spot. Uh, kicking over to guard uh, the right guard spots typically uh, held down by David DeCastro, the All-Pro guard, but uh, he's been battling a calf injury throughout the entire training camp. So Stefan Wisniewski, uh, the two-time Super Bowl champion with the Chiefs and Eagles. Uh, We'll be slotting in there for week one. Uh, Marquise Pouncey is holding down a center spot. Uh, Matt Filer, uh, he started his career at left guard, kicked over to right tackle, and is uh, kicking back into left guard now. Is taking over for the retired Ramon Foster. So Matt Filer, who started right tackle, now starting at left guard. Uh, And then left tackle, like you said, Alejandro Villanueva uh, is uh, back in his starting spot there on the left side.
2: Yeah, as Giants fans, we saw the DeCastro news, and then we're like, "Oh, okay." And then we saw uh, Steven Wisniewski. I think it's like, right. "Oh, well, he's like a decent player, so it's it's not it's not the biggest drop off." Um, Michael, I know you're busy. You uh, you just did a, an hour with our friends at Big Blue View, so we'll let you run, man. But everyone, make sure you, you know we'll tag you and everything. Uh, appreciate you giving some uh, some time, man. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, sir.